Caitlin, how would you rate the year that was 2022? Eh, seven and a half out of 10. I mean, it was certainly better than 2020, mm-hmm. but nothing could capture the magic of 2019. Yeah, your first full year living in New York City. That's, that's well, it's either the best or worst year, I guess, for a lot of people. <laughs> it was a very good year. But it does sort of feel like either way, every moment in the city kind of like deserves a soundtrack that first year. This year, if it had a soundtrack, I want to say the title song would be 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton because we have been working our buns off. Can I say buns? Yeah, you can say buns. And you could do a lot worse than Dolly. She had a good year. (laughs) She always has a good year. (laughs) From Religion News Service, this is Saved by the City, a podcast from two single Christian women reflecting on the good, the bad, and the downright strange in the big city. I'm Caitlin Beatty. And I'm Roxy Stone. I'm Paul Brandeis Rauschenbusch. This week on The State of Belief. I felt like if anyone was going to be speaking up, it was going to have to be somebody like me. Faithful conversations around sexual orientation and gender identity in Texas with Auburn Peterson of Another Story. Also, getting ready for the 2024 vote with Adam Friedman, organizing an election strategist at Interfaith Alliance. The State of Belief, where religion and democracy meet. Distributed by Religion News Service Podcasts and available on your favorite podcast app. How would you rate your 2022, Roxy? Hmm. Like on a scale from one to 10. Right. Thank you for defining the terms (laughs) for me. (laughs) Using the same metric. Um, Yeah, I mean, like somewhere in the range of 7.5, maybe an 8. Oh. I don't know. That makes it sound more exciting than it was. It was actually a pretty like steady year mm-hmm. and I kind of liked that. Like I just feel coming out of pandemic that um, the last like year and a half since the worst of the pandemic, I feel like was a reset. Well, maybe the pandemic was a reset and coming out of it has been like, okay, what does life look like now? And I feel like for me, it's looked a lot less hectic, a lot less crazy. I don't travel as much both for work and because I just haven't as much since the pandemic and But I feel like I've gotten all these really good, healthy routines in my life that make me feel really adult (laughs) and maybe really boring, like getting up early Mm -hmm. and going for walks and like doing chores before work, (laughs) Mm. dishes or vacuuming or grocery shopping. (laughs) The Yeah, um, that's how exciting my life is (laughs) these days. But I feel like I just feel pretty, pretty steady in a way that I would not have defined most of my life. And that feels good. I At the end of the year, I feel like I'm coming off of a hamster wheel and just feel tired, like a little, mm-hmm. a little burnt out. Well, it's been a good year for the podcast. It was a great year for the podcast in terms of mm-hmm. conversations with guests. We booked some really great guests. I was really happy with our Celebrity Summer Series mm-hmm. that was capped off by Beth Moore. Is there anything you have on your mind for next season? So a couple episodes ago, we both named our dream podcast Mm -hmm. guests. I don't think it would be silly to try to go after either MK Jameson or Stephen Colbert. Yeah. And I definitely think we could get Michael Curry. Absolutely. So I think we should dream big in in terms of guests. Mm -hmm. We've also received the feedback that our listeners really appreciate when we can both 
describe phenomena related to being Christian women in the world and also go personal or more vulnerable on those topics. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So I wouldn't mind doing that because I think that provides a real balm to a lot of our listeners. Mm hmm. You seem my immediate. Well, my immediate, my immediate place I go to is like, let's talk about aging. Oh, we're gonna. Oh, let's. Speaking of balm, let's talk about skincare on our. Oh, we are going there. We are talking about aging. We are talking about skincare routines. We are talking about the B word that ends in Otox. <laughs> that be word. <laughs> good. Good. Uh, I just can't wait. <laughs> it, it's going to be awkward to line up a guest for that episode because it'll be like, you seem old. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> How's that going for you? I thought it would be fun to share some of the highlights and maybe a few low lights from our 2022 in various categories. Ooh, a pod listicle. Mm, yep. A podcastical. <laughs> a fantastical <laughs> podcastical. <laughs> I was reflecting on 2022 as we were getting ready for this episode, and actually a lot happened. Which maybe is just because like not a lot happened in our personal lives in the couple years before that because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So it's maybe it's just relative. Um, but yeah, it felt like a, a, a full year. Of social gatherings, activities. I certainly felt like there was more going on in that realm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. definitely compared with 2020, which was <laughs> um, a ghost town uh, in terms of social gatherings, but even more than... 2021. Yeah, it felt like a fun year in that way. It felt like a fun relational year. And I felt for me like I put down deeper roots in New York City this year um, relationally, Mm. which is good. So do you have a best friend memory from 2022? Not like your best friend, your memory with them, but a highlight of social gathering memory. (laughs) A highlight from your time together with other people who you like. Um, Oh, yeah. I don't have to be part of it. I swear. (laughs) Um, My friend, Jonathan Merritt, also a friend Mm -hmm. of the podcast, um, he turned 40 this year and had like a big, big bash in Miami and invited a bunch of friends. And that was a really good time. Um, So that was, you know, that was like a huge highlight um, to get to be with a bunch of people and get to celebrate him. Um, we've been friends for a really long time. So that was, that was great. Um, and, but most of my favorite memories were quiet ones. Like, like when we hung out at Alyssa and Tom's and just like, oh my gosh, remember that when we were just like playing back all of our, all of the best CCM hits of our childhood. That was like, it was such a transporting trip down memory lane. Oh my gosh. It was, yes. Listening to some of those songs, like from Jars of Clay, Point of Grace, <clears throat> DC Talk. Yes. was like a full body sense memory. Like it, uh-huh. it was, it was so viscerally took me back to that time in our lives. That was great. So besides that, what was the best friend memory from you of 2022? Hmm. So you were at my book dinner party yeah. where my parents had come into town and several friends from out of town had come in. And that was great. 
but actually just hanging out with some of those friends at my apartment <laughs> mm-hmm. earlier in the day, which sounds, I mean, we were literally just sitting around eating snacks and talking. Yeah. But there was something about, I realized after the fact that having friends from elsewhere see where you live and how you live felt mm-hmm. very integrative. Like mm-hmm. now my old self and my new self are connected. Yeah. Or like my old friends can are bearing witness to my life and that feels very valuable. Yeah. So not a not like a blowout thing, more yeah. just a really good afternoon talking. I love it. What was the best book that you read in 2022? Oh, man, this is a mean question. Um, Or a standout, let's say. Yeah, okay. So I read this book called um, The Book of Form and Emptiness. Despite its title, it's actually fully formed and not at all empty at like 500 and some pages long. So (laughs) this isn't a sparse book, despite the title. No, it's by Ruth Ozeki. And she wrote one of my other favorite books um, of the last like five or six years, which was a tale for the time being. And both of her, both of those books just have like this really interesting surrealism to them. And um, the book of form and emptiness really delves into like our relationships with stuff and things Mm. and incorporates a lot of Buddhism and a lot of just these, she's a Buddhist nun. So like, oh wow, a lot of these ideas around our attachment to stuff. And it's not really judgmental of that. Like there is like a hoarder character in the book, but you love her. Like they, the character Mm. is very lovable character um, and an empathetic character. Um, But it's really focused on a young boy and um, his relationship with books and in particular Hmm. with the book of his life, which is like the book you're reading. So like the book itself speaks Mm. sometimes, like it'll have chapters that are like from the point of view of the book. So it's, yeah, it's a really cool book. Um, A lot of it is set in a library, which is fun. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, uh, I really enjoyed reading that um, and felt very transported by it. The Book of Form and Emptiness by Ruth Ozeki. Mm -hmm. Nice. What about you? So I think I'm in the middle of what might be, what might end up being my favorite 2022 book. Lucky you. I started the year by reading The Corrections by Jonathan Franzen. That was my entree into Jonathan Franzen's fictions. I mostly liked it. I read that book three times. I was was tepid about it. I enjoyed it. (laughs) And I also think he overwrites and is was trying too hard to impress in that book. However, I read it once and hated it. And then why I was like, I felt like I had to try again. And then I loved it. And then I read it again. So I'm currently in the middle of Crossroads. Yes. Which came out last year. That was the first book I read in 2022. And it's, it's all your last. full circle. And for listeners who don't know, it's about a pastor in the 1960s who is trying to, I mean, it's a family drama and there are four children. He's married. And of course, his marriage is falling apart. That seems to be a prominent theme for Jonathan Franzen. Mm. But also, uh, he's a pastor who is trying to retain like a cool vibe to attract the youths and has this rivalry with a youth pastor. So it's not, it's not evangelical church per se. It's like mid 20th century mainline Protestant 
milieu, but it's so entertaining. I've been staying up late reading it. It's funny. It's poignant. And he gets religion in this book. Yeah. I feel like he he gets it. He gets that world pretty well. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited for you that you still have pages of it left to read. It's like it's when just, somebody watches a movie that you love and they're in like they're watching it for the first time and you're like, I can never go back to that. And you're watching them to see if they laugh <laughs> at the parts you want them to laugh at. And they're like, can you please calm down? Yes. Favorite TV show? I'm watching White Lotus right now, which that will be over by the time that this episode comes out. Um, so all of you listeners know more than I do now. But um, that's been fun. I don't, I don't know that all of our listeners are watching The White <laughs> Lotus. I'm just thinking about my parents. <laughs> Probably not something I'm going to pass along to them okay, anytime is, soon. This is funny. I've been watching it over at a friend's apartment um, every Sunday with like several other people and two weeks ago her parents were there and they watched with us and a lot of stuff happened in that episode that I did not feel super comfortable sitting right next to my friend's mom and I was like this is such an awkward moment. I think I know exactly what scene you might be thinking of that was truly shocking. I will not recount it here. Um, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I'm, I, I'm, for some reason, I forget shows that I watch that I really like, which is sad. And that is the way my parents used to be. But I, I've enjoyed that. I'm enjoying The Bear. I, well, mm-hmm. I just finished The Bear. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so attractive. Why is he attractive? He is. I mean, because I agree he's in with charge. You. Because yeah. he's in charge. I know that sounds very heteronormative. <laughs> well, I mean, he is also... He has charisma too, yeah. Yeah, yes. I I think my favorite show of the year was The White Lotus season one. Ooh, yeah. I think season one is better thus far than season two because the hmm. themes congeal a little bit more strongly. Mm-hmm. And I love that you get the perspective more in the first season than the second season of the staff of right. this. right luxury hotel and they're the way that they see the guests you don't get that as strongly in this that's true yeah season it's probably (laughs) i'm gonna sound like a prude this season is like maybe like you could dial the sex down a little bit yeah but sex i think is also the primary theme of this season like the ways that people use sex and the way that sex can go very wrong or be used to control other people or can be very transactional so but i loved the first season so much Yeah. I got uncomfortable sitting next to my friend's mom while the wallpaper intro was happening. (laughs) That's pretty provocative. (laughs) Provocative. Yes, that's a good, that's a good adjective. What about your best meal? When my parents were in town, we went to Cafe Sabarsky, which is Mm. part of the Noya Gallery on the Upper East Side. Mm-hmm. We didn't go into the gallery. The gallery is known for German and Austrian art. But if you ever want like a European cafe experience in New York, it's absolutely lovely. If you want like Wiener Schnitzel, I feel like I've mentioned Wiener <laughs> Schnitzel have. on this podcast before. Yeah. But like Wiener Schnitzel, Spetzel, like a classic European meal. And we all got something that we wanted to share. Mm. And then we got after dinner liqueur that tasted like pine needles. Ooh. That was 
that was great. It's just, I, I just love the cafe. It's beautiful. I have not been. That sounds nice. We should go sometime. It's lovely. I think mine was my birthday dinner, um, which there's a restaurant called Dagon. It looks like dragon, but drop the R. Uh-huh. But it's like a Israeli Mediterranean food. And uh, I have this one friend who's really, really good at ordering. And like... Mm especially for big groups and ordered for the whole table. And we just like everybody shared and everything we ate was good. And there's something about when you share where I know you hate this, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, okay. You're like, I want my own food. I want my own, <laughs> I want sure my own I get dish. Enough. I, I want my, yes. Yes. I think it's like a scarcity thing. <laughs> it is. It's funny. <laughs> I love that for you. I almost like the feeling of getting a little taste of everything and being left wanting a little bit more because I feel like I don't get tired of any of the dishes or like I sort of crave something after like a little bit more. And and I actually went back and like got the things that I thought were my favorite. And mm, then I didn't like idea. them as much as I did the time that I went and shared everybody's because I didn't get all the other stuff. But it was great. And afterwards, we ordered every single one of the desserts on the menu. And that was really fun. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> I'm so glad you all did that. And it's really, it is really nice to have somebody who has the knack for how to do that well. Yeah. And who will like take charge and know the right things to order. Yes. I'm happy that you experience joy in sharing. (laughs) Well, in the spirit of sharing, let's share a word about our sponsors. Religion News Service is an independent, award-winning source of global reporting on religion, spirituality, culture, and ethics. Right now, we're in the middle of our annual Newsmatch campaign. As a nonprofit newsroom, RNS journalists depend on your support. To donate now, visit religionnews.com. And if you like what we're doing at Saved by the City, let us know. Give us a rating or a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It goes a long way to helping get the word out about the show. We have a new bit of fan email from Eric who says... You're totally speaking to my interest and experience in ways that are authentic, introspective, curious, and hilarious. Oh. You two are really good at what you do. Thanks for doing it. Aw, thanks, Eric. Be like Eric. Email us at sbtcpodcast at religionnews.com. We'd love to hear from you. I'm Paul Brandeis Rauschenbusch. The State of Belief is a weekly podcast with a potent mix of spiritual wisdom, political strategy, and hopeful commentary in a series of inspiring conversations, celebrating our diversity, and bringing us together to, in the words of the great James Baldwin, achieve our country. The State of Belief, where religion and democracy meet. Distributed by Religion News Service Podcasts and available on your favorite podcast app. Okay, we've covered some of the more glowy experiences we've had in the city, but let's let's transition to some of the weirder, less glamorous <laughs> things. What mm-hmm. was w- without identifying this person if possible? What was the weirdest date you went on in 2022? Not identifying is tricky because I didn't go out on dates with a lot of people <laughs> in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did go on a date that involved hiking, which is one of my favorite things to do. I don't think mm-hmm. the person I was on this date with was enjoying it that much. And then my dog broke his nail, which sounds really <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> but like dogs have like on their front, they have like this little like nail that's kind of 
it, anyway, it broke. So then I had like this bleeding dog and I'm carrying this like bleeding dog down the mountain and and then had to like find a way to like wrap up his wound and take him home on the train. And it was kind of like a whole thing. So to be clear, you were on a date with a man who was present when this mm-hmm. dog stuff was happening. Right. And how did he respond to Oliver's crisis moment? I mean, he was helpful and and like, a good companion in crisis. <laughs> um, and, you know, he carried all of our stuff while I carried the dog um, and helped me find like alcohol and um, a bandage and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> kind of alcohol to pour on the dog's paw. Yeah, got it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fine, but it definitely like ruined a date that already wasn't going great. Cause mm-hmm. I think like I had mm-hmm. this idea of like magical hiking moments and yes. Yeah. So, yeah. What about you? If you recall from our speed dating event, there was a man afterward. Karaoke man. Karaoke man. Well, karaoke man and I went out to karaoke. You did. Like a couple months ago. Great. Okay. We found a time over a weekend where we could meet up at this karaoke bar in the East Village. The singing was fun, but I quickly realized, (laughs) I quickly realized that we could never date because he didn't want to share the microphone. He didn't want to share the space. He, he was a diva and I'm, you know, like it's two divas competing for the space and it doesn't work. So we did, we did actually, we did a duet. Okay. And that was fun. And it was a fun night, but it was, I mean, doing karaoke with a stranger is actually pretty vulnerable. I was going to ask, like, how does that, does, is that, is that better or worse than doing it with like somebody you kind of know? Cause like the stakes feel lower or higher. That's a good question. I think the stakes felt higher because I was also trying to suss out, okay, could we actually right. date or are you just like a karaoke buddy? And it's just, yeah, that was the first and last gathering we had. But I am okay. glad I got, I, I am glad I got to go karaoke and I'm glad he and I finally met up because you have to meet up to know if it's, if there's any oh, yeah. there, there. Totally. So I'm glad well you, spent. was that your first, that was your first karaoke back since COVID, right? Yes. Okay. That's well, a big deal. I'm happy that happened for you in 2022. (laughs) Me too. All right. Weirdest thing you saw someone do on the subway. I'm going to tell like a preamble, but I swear it relates to what happened on the subway, which is that I had been on a flight and I noticed the woman sitting across the aisle from me picking her teeth with a toothpick and making a lot of noise and then sucking it afterwards. (gasps) Oh. And it was so disgusting. (laughs) I don't like that at all. Mm -mm. No, it was so gross. I, I, I hated it. Uh, I didn't say anything. Of course, what are you going to say? But then like three days later, I'm back in New York from this trip. And this woman sits down next to me on the subway and starts doing the same thing with one of those little like plastic picks. And I I got up and I like stood up and moved. I tried to do it in a discreet way. Yeah. But you just think about things that fly. Yeah. It's like when people clip their nails on the subway. I was going to say, I've seen people do, I've seen people groom themselves in all kinds of ways on the subway and all of it is bizarre to me. Like I would just be so embarrassed. I just don't know how you think that you're in such a, that much of a bubble. Like, I don't understand. (laughs) It's very strange to me. It's very strange. I, this was weird, but also really cool. Okay. So probably not about grooming or tooth picking. (laughs) No. Um, I was sitting next to this guy and he had some kind of touch screen and he was doing Japanese calligraphy on it. Mm. And it was mesmerizing. Oh, that's so cool. 
I mean, I think this was a time when I was coming back from Brooklyn. And so like I was on the subway next to this guy for a long time and he just kept doing it. And he's like, and he would, you know, scroll up and he would just keep drawing, writing. I don't know quite what you call that. But he was very, I mean, I, he seemed talented to me, but also like this kind of this little crowd gathered around him. And I swear he oh. never looked up. Like he just kept doing it. Like, again, talk about a bubble. It was like he didn't notice that like the wow. half the st- train was just like gathering around him and watching. I could have sat there for like another hour watching him. It was really interesting. That's really cool. That's a good thing to happen on the subway. Yeah. Did you have a moment in New York that deserved a soundtrack? Yeah, it was maybe early fall when it re- when the weather like just turns to the crisp. The like the leaves really hadn't started changing yet, but the weather was perfect. And you know, I'd gone to church in the morning. It was a Sunday, and afterwards, like, had a fun brunch with friends. Um, and then I just like walked back to my apartment, which was like 70 blocks of walking Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and walked through Central Park. And it's like I passed through all these different parts of New York City and these different, you know, and it's not like the first time I've done it, but there was something about the air and, Mm -hmm. and just the feeling of like, New York's back, you know? (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. And it was, yeah, it was just one of those moments where I really felt that you get this every so often in New York where you just kind of look around and you go, I live here? What? Mm-hmm. Like, And mm-hmm. it was one of those days, but the feeling like lasted for a really long time. Um, and I mean, Central Park is just always lovely. Um, mm-hmm. And and we'll, and we'll almost always give you that feeling, especially if you go on like a weekend and there's like a lot of people just on the lawn or playing some kind of game or yeah, it was just a really great, great little afternoon. And I got I got a lot of steps in. I love walking in New York. I mean, I don't have the time to do like big neighborhood walks, but I think it is the best way to see the scope of the city. Yeah. To bring this full circle, <laughs> we did a yoga outside morning. Yes. But I got there late. Yes. So I was just like did. watching you from afar on a rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> watching you all do yoga on the lawn with some guy. And I uh, apparently after we had signed up for that, I got on his mailing list because he sent out an email about this um, tantric yoga retreat in Colombia next yeah. year. I was like, <laughs> that would be a life experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the year's almost over. It's been a mm-hmm. seven and a half to eight out of 10 year, not too shabby, but 2023 might be even better. Let's hope. What is one thing that you want to carry into 2023? Like an attitude, a practice, a mantra, a hobby? <laughs> I should probably have answers to all of those things. Um, I I want to get stronger. Physically? Yes. <laughs> So um, I want to hit some personal bests mm. lifting. So, you know, got to go what, for that. What do you lift, bro? What do you yeah. lift? No, I'm asking, what do you lift? <laughs> I'm not going to say.
say on oh. the podcast. Oh, wow. Okay. Because <laughs> everybody's going to be like, that's not very much or whatever. Oh, but, I mean, I, um, I did get over, I did, I, I am over a hundred pounds on a few lifts that, you know, people who lift would be like, eh, that's all right. But <laughs> I feel for good some, about it. Like I'm a deadlift and, you know, so. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's fun. Um, and it's, it's something that I'm just like, wow, I can like literally track the growth Mm. here and like that I am like literally getting stronger and that's kind of cool. So I, I want to keep, I want to keep that up. And then I think maybe my, I want to keep putting roots down that, I mean, that has been something I've started in 2022 and in particular with church, but also with friends, you know, my first three years in New York before I left and then came back, that was first three years. I was just not here a lot. I traveled so much for work and I felt so transient in the city. And then Mm -hmm. when I moved back here, COVID hit like within six months and that made it very hard as we've talked about a lot, made it hard to have to build community and friendships in the same way. But I feel like this last year I really have. And um, I want to keep that up. That's great. And seems like you're art that's not like a huge shift. Like you're already on the path to Yeah. Maybe those maybe I'm shooting too low. No, but... that's why I was saying <laughs> I wasn't saying it was like that's your goal. Like no, that's that those seem like very good goals that are also like you're already building toward those things. You're right. not like, I wanna be a concert pianist by the end of the year. What about you? I would say that I have been actually since COVID and since living alone, I have been trying to examine my relationship with alcohol. Mm. Um, I mean, like a lot of people when we were in lockdown, I think, and maybe especially living alone, I think alcohol sometimes serves to feel like a companion or like, yeah, it's a way to, when you work from home, it's a way to mark the end of the workday. Yes. It, is a coping mechanism for feeling relaxed if you feel really stressed out. Like it serves yeah. all these things. Definitely. But I I think I want to I think I want healthier coping mechanisms. Like I want mm-hmm. to be able for example to relax without necessarily buying wine. Yeah. And what I want to feel healthier in my body. Right. And so I think it's been, I think it's gotten, I think it's been better this year. And I think it's been better because I've had more social connection. And I think yeah. that social connection is actually an antidote to unhealthy uses of alcohol. Yes, I think that's true. Um, I can resonate with that. So I would like to carry into 2023 this like curiosity about why I drink and when I drink and address some of the root issues, you know, mm-hmm. And I think ultimately that's saying finding deeper community so that alcohol doesn't feel like as much as a needed companion. Sounds like a good podcast episode too. We got to do that one. Yeah. Yeah. Aging and drinking. (laughs) Saves by the City is a religion news service production. The producer is Jay Woodward and the consulting editor is Paul O'Donnell. We get production assistance from Elizabeth Joy Windham. Chaz Rousseau put together our look and Martin Fowler wrote our theme music. We are Roxy Stone and Caitlin Beatty. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.